The following program contains elements of programming that are previously recorded and may appear as live. Welcome to Hope Reigns, a show brought to you by Eight Days of Hope, where we share God-sized stories from the mission field all around the country. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella. Welcome to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. My name is Steve Tiber, and I'm hanging out with one of my best friends in the world, Mr. Mike Fiello. Mike, good afternoon here on the East Coast. Good morning to Central and and West Coast across America. But how are you, my friend? Doing real well, and top of the new year to you. We're still in this first month and watching things develop for God's glory and a lot of great, great things happening. Great anticipation. But to answer your question, I am doing well. You look good. You yeah, do. I you feel al- good. You always look good, but you look slimmer, younger. I don't know what you're eating, but <laughs> you need to bring some of that for me because I, I, I got to get on to... I got to get on the ball here. Oh no, you're looking good yourself. Yeah, okay. You got that. You got that okay. excitement and oh, yeah. zip to you. We're ready. And, uh, We're ready. <laughs> We're so thankful that you're joining us today. We are so excited for the show. Um, we have a guest coming on here in just a little bit. His name is David Ball. David is the uh, leader of a project that we'll be partnering with in February uh, in Tupelo, Mississippi area, northeast Mississippi, where our national headquarters is located. Mm-hmm. If you're just joining us and you've never heard of Eight Days of Hope, thanks for hanging out. Eight Days of Hope started 15 years ago. We rebuilt homes for free after natural disasters. We started after Hurricane Katrina. Mm-hmm. We have rebuilt, remodeled, refurbished over 7,000 homes from coast to coast. We have 180 volunteer leaders. Uh, we're a lean, mean fighting machine. Oh, no, yeah. we're not a fighting machine. We, we're a loving machine. <laughs> a mean, lean serving machine. There, there you, you go. go. I, that's, I, I'm going to use that going <laughs> forward. Um, so this past year, we served after eight nat- different natural disasters, Hurricane Delta and Laura and Zeta. Um, we helped out in North Carolina and Iowa and elsewhere, Mississippi, tornadoes and flooding and mm. crazy windstorms in the middle of the Midwest. We're based in Tupelo, Mississippi, and we have a Northeast satellite in Buffalo, New York, uh, and where we're actually broadcasting today. Our Midwest satellite opened up last year at the end of the year in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Hmm. So three facilities, three sets of leaders, even though we have national leadership team, uh, millions of dollars of equipment. We go on a minute's notice to help people after natural disasters. Last year, Mike, we started a new arm in the ministry where we come alongside a ministry and we build, renovate, remodel facility for free to provide a safe place for those rescued from sex trafficking. Mm. And today's uh, guest, David Ball, we are partnering with them in February in Tupelo, in Mississippi, Tupelo. Okay. near National Headquarters, right. and we're going to be building something from the ground up that will be here for decades to come to bring hope to those who are feeling hopeless, <laughs> young ladies rescued from sex trafficking. So here's a question for you, Steve. You're president and CEO of all of this. How do you keep your head on straight with everything you just said? I'm telling you. Well, thankfully, God has sent so many great people to Eight Days of Hope. 40,000 volunteers have served with us. Mm -hmm. Uh, We always ask people, you know, pray for Eight Days of Hope, volunteer with Eight Days of Hope, donate to Eight Days of Hope. You know, we just finished up a year-end giving campaign to allow us to buy some heavy equipment. Uh, We're going to be pulling the triggers on that uh, here in a couple weeks. So if you want to join that last minute, even though we're in 2021, you can do that online or mail a check to um, our P.O. box that we'll give you later on the show. It's on our website. 
so many moving pieces with the ministry, Mike. That's right. Feeding ministries, COVID-19 ministries, rebuilding ministries, uh, rapid response ministries, safe house ministries. God is moving through his people. Well, and also, and you, you mentioned 180 now. Yes, yes. I mean, that's grown since just just at the end of December, yes. has it not? Yeah, yeah. Added, um, added another 20, 23 leaders for 2021. 40,000 volunteers yes. in this past year that have stepped up to the plate and not only given their time and their talents, but have received a lot as they have given. So, And we hear this from all the time on our guests where they serve with Eight Days of Hope. If you've never been on a mission trip, pray about going on a missions trip. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even have to be with Eight Days of Hope. Now, my first missions trip was Eight Days of Hope 1 in December of 2005 after Hurricane Katrina. <laughs> that was it. It was easier for me to you know, write that $50 check or $100 check and give it to a missionary and say, hey, I'll, I'm with you. I, you know, I'm going to help cover your expenses. That's right. That was kind of my role in life. But then God opened this door. I'm telling you, Mike, the minute you go on a mission trip, I know. Here it we doesn't go. have to be across the ocean, but it can be. Mm-hmm. It could be down the block. It could be one state over. You'll be changed forever. That's right. And, and you don't have to think that, you know, just think about going. You don't have to be this real skilled person, although we need skilled sure. laborers. But uh, just have the heart. And like I, I like the last interview we had a week or so ago, just, you know, the tiny steps. And your tiny steps, that's probably a big step. Just getting and saying, I'm going to take the time to go. There'll be something for you to do. You know, like we always say and we many times, you can make sandwiches, you can, you know, take a rake, you can take a broom and clean up, and you can just help serve. Your life will be changed. You know, last year in 2020, during the pandemic, we had to deploy differently, and we respect the fact that some volunteers don't feel comfortable traveling and serving. We respect that. Sure. But you can pray. You yes. can become a prayer warrior for the Ministry of Eight Days Hope. You can donate. You can donate $10 a month, $50 a month, a one-time donation. You can do that online or by mailing a check to P.O. Box 3208-3208, Tupelo, Mississippi, 38803. But last year, Mike... Mm-hmm. Eight different disasters we responded during the pandemic. Nashville. Eight. Ooh. Nashville with tornadoes. Uh, Jackson, Mississippi with flooding. Um, Cedar Rapids, Iowa with a derecho once-in-a-lifetime crazy mm-hmm. windstorm. Hurricane Laura. Hurricane Delta. Hurricane Zeta. And think about this, Mike. When a volunteer leaves and takes a step of faith, and again, to your point, skilled or, or less skilled, it doesn't take a lot of skill to pull limbs to the street or to mm. talk to the family we're serving or tarping a roof. If you feel comfortable going on, do you feel comfortable going on a roof? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hold a ladder okay. on the bottom for those okay. that are going up. Okay. I'll catch you. No, okay. All right. but, but my, my point is, and to your point, um, you take that step of faith and, and you say, you know what, God? Yes. Yeah. Use me. That's you great. created me. You gifted me. Use me. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, Mike, you mm-hmm. will be changed forever. Oh, absolutely. Uh, there's been so many times that oh, when I first started, wh- wh- why? what am I going to do there? I mean, yeah, sure, I help with these, some of the administrative and the, and the worship and the devotion things. But I go because I want to do something for the people. And I said, but if they, if they give me a hammer, they're going to run the other way. Because I mean, <laughs> but but it, it's the experience of making contact with those sure. that by no reason are sure. there. Them, themselves, they find themselves in a situation. Some of our outreaches, when we do flooding, you have to muck out homes and you have to cut all the wet drywall and insulation out. Again, it's not, I'm, I'm not minimizing that type of work, but again, you don't have to be a contractor. Right. You know, we always have a leader at each site that is a professional and they give all the guidance, coaching. You're going to meet people from around the world. That's it. You're going to become part of the 80s old family. And I'm telling you, 
um, you will have friends in just about every single state. Mm. It's crazy to see some of the things that have gone on the last 15 years, oh, but a yeah. good crazy. It, you know, it is a good crazy, and that is, that's a great point, Steve, that you know you can either connect with them you know, Facebook or, or, or whatever, and just the, you have friends that you know you can count on, you can you can send a prayer request to them. You can say, hey, you know, what's nice is you ever travel. I know you travel quite a bit, but you can you can say, hey, I'm going to stay at somebody's home in Ohio. Yeah, I'm going to go down. Sure. And not you're taking advantage of it, just that they'll want to see you. You'll want to see them on your trip out, on your journey out, or back home or something. It's just yeah. a great experience. A lot of fun. 8daysofhope.com, 8daysofhope.com. Thank you for joining us today on Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast, a weekly broadcast heard around the nation in about 200 different cities where we share God-sized stories from the mission field. And today, our guest is David Ball. He is the leader of a project that we'll be partnering with in February in Northeast Mississippi. It's called the Transformation Garden. We're going to be talking to him in just a minute. And before we get to that segment, just real quick, Mike, our year-end video is still on our website. And Mm. that thing, I mean, I'm not going to say viral. I mean, it hasn't got millions of hits. But it's been fun to watch so many people watching what God did during sure. the pandemic in 2020. It was a great time for the church to shine last year. It's a great time for the church to shine this, this year. This year, you know, and I like to dub the term, it's a must-see. <laughs> uh, check it out. You know, yeah. I mean, it'll take seven, eight minutes of your life, but um, you'll get to travel. And it's funny, I don't, maybe funny's not the right word. It was interesting that God had us finish 2020 yes. in our 15th year anniversary, Yes, the exact month we were serving in the place we started 15 years Absolutely. ago, Bay St. Louis, Waveland, Mississippi. And you say seven minutes, but there is so much information about the overview of the entire ministry, very, very professionally done. But it, it, you won't be thinking professional, you'll be thinking, oh my gosh, I didn't know all of that. And uh, so many different branches of the ministry. So go, go check it out. It's on our website, 8daysofhope.com, and just scroll down a little bit, you'll see the video. Hey, when we come back, We're going to talk to David Ball, but thank you again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Happy New Year. We can say that. We can still say that. We're not into the second month yet. Not yet. Almost. Are you a resolution guy or did you not do any? A lot of goals. I'm a a goal person, which really resolution goals. It's a, you know, goals seem to, it's like you're in the game. If you mess up one day, I got a goal. I didn't reach it yet. I'm going to get back up and, uh, you know, work at it harder again. I like that. I like goals versus resolutions. I know you do. You're good. I like that. Welcome to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. When we come back in a minute, we're going to be talking to David Ball, Steve Tiber, Mike Fiello. Good afternoon on the East Coast. Good morning in Central America. And Happy New Year. We'll be back in a minute. Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope is supported by a combination of donations from listeners and business partners like Provia. Provia is a manufacturer of residential doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. Provia is committed to serving their customers and sharing Christ in order to let our light shine before others so they may see our good works and give glory to our Father who is in heaven. More about Provia and their products at provia.com. Here's Steve Tiber, president of 8 Days of Hope. 8 Days of Hope exists to love and serve those in need. Over the past 15 years, over 40,000 volunteers have served over 7,000 families after natural disasters. We've also renovated and rebuilt facilities to bring hope and healing to those rescued from sex trafficking. At 8 Days of Hope, we travel coast to coast in the name of Jesus to minister to the brokenhearted. For more information, as always, please visit our website, 8daysofhope.com. 
Eight Days of Hope is now located in three different areas around the country. Our national headquarters is located in Tupelo, Mississippi. Our Northeast satellite is in Buffalo, New York, and our Midwest satellite just opened up in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. God has provided three facilities for us to respond on a moment's notice to love and serve those in need. We would love to add additional monthly partners as we continue to grow. If you're interested in supporting 8 Days of Hope, please click on the donate tab on our website at 8daysofhope.com. Please consider supporting 8 Days of Hope today. Welcome to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Steve Tiber hanging out with Mike Fiella. Mike's always trying to make me laugh when we come out of these segments. Now, we just heard Mandisa. It's sure. a good morning. We hear that song every morning during an Eight Days of Hope rebuild trip, Mike. Well, every time I hear that and we come back, <laughs> it's fun. I, I, I smile because I think of the, it just zips in my mind a different location each time that we've heard this and we've watched volunteers get up in the morning at that early in the morning yeah. and just get excited uh, for the day. It's awesome. 40,000 volunteers have heard that song play uh, with Eight Days Open. Sure. That's why we use it to come back in every segment. Hey, Mike, I am really excited. You know, we yes. have guests on over the last two years from around the country, people that we've met or know or know of. But this next guest is someone that I'm so excited okay. for listeners across America to hear about what God is doing in Northeast Mississippi, um, but also selfishly, um, he's a friend of mine. I mean, this I've nice. known this guy since nice. I think it's 1999 or 2000. Okay, uh, can't remember exactly when the relationship started, but a great guy, a go getter, and talk about big hearts. Mm-hmm. You know, do hearts come in different sizes? I don't know that answer. Well. Do you know? Because this guy's got like an extra, extra, extra large. Now we have like 3X t-shirts for some of our volunteers. He's got a 3X heart. But well, they must come in different sizes. They must, yeah. they must. Hey, David Ball, good morning from Tupelo, Mississippi. Good. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great, Steve. It's so great to be with you guys this morning. And uh, and the bad thing about my heart is there's uh, it takes a about two or three X's now to cover uh, the, the body that's around the heart. The uh, actually has disappeared, and now the three X's are ne- a necessity to cover uh, the body that houses that heart. Oh, man. And God has changed dramatically, though. Thank you, thank you for joining us, man. I tell you, first Absolutely. of all, I'll just tell the listeners, I, I'm I, I love David Ball. He is just, you know, mm. you know, I don't know if God's going to call me home in a year or twenty years, but if, if if I have any time to lay in that bed for the last half hour and think about people that <laughs> have sure. made an impact on okay. me personally, yeah. David Ball would be in that list. David, oh, you're a mover and a shaker awesome. for the Lord. You do it for the right reasons, and uh, so thankful for you. Tell the listeners a little bit about you personally, about you, your wife, your kids. Uh, what, you know, right. where you've been and what you're doing now. 
Oh, wow. You know, I'm married to uh, the best thing that ever happened to me, Amy Cooksey uh, Ball now. She took my name. and uh, But she's an art teacher here in uh, Albany, Mississippi, at Ingemar High School. And um, we both uh, met early and married early. We have four kids. My oldest now is 19, Steve. Wow. And, and I know your kids oh are growing gosh. into adulthood. Uh, and, and my oldest girl, um, she is a junior in high school. And uh, then I've got the two babies. Uh, we kind of have a boy, girl, boy, girl. Um, but Cooper is in the seventh grade and Karis is in the sixth grade. And they uh, keep me busy. You know, they're all involved with sports and athletics. And uh, I, I told Amy, you know, my story is I coached for 20 years before God called me into full-time ministry. I was always in ministry. I was always preaching, teaching, doing a lot of youth revivals and things as Coach Ball. Um, and But I coached in, in a lot of inner-city settings and a lot of environments that uh, God began to break my heart for, for people, and especially the hurting people. A lot of the kids that I coached, I was the only father they had. You know, a lot of them call me Pop today. You know, they're grown <laughs> men with children. Wow. And it's not Coach Ball, it's Pop. You know, and, uh, you know you're know, you the only disciplinary, you're the only uh, father figure in their life for a lot of them. That prepared my heart to, to be broken for the hurting people that are surrounding us. And um, and God called me in the full-time ministry, and, and when he did, I, I just sat down on the front steps. I was just finishing up a Final Four. This is, I mean, coaching the best basketball team I ever had, Steve. I mean, yeah. the ever, ever had. Well, I remember. I've got 12 of 14 starters coming back from a Final Four team in Alabama outside of Birmingham. And, and I'm looking forward to this incredible season. And the Lord said, David, do you love me? And I said, yes, Lord, I love you. And he oh, said, I want boy. you to give up coaching. Oh, boy. And I said, Lord, <laughs> I said, Lord. Can you wait one year, Lord? <laughs> Look, this is the type of team a coach dreams about coaching. I've got all of them back. They got the system down. Are you kidding me, God? And he said, do you love me more than coaching? And I said, Lord, you sound like my wife. I said, yes, I love you more than coaching. And he said, well, I want you to give it up. I want you to walk away from what you know and love, and I want you to walk into oh, wow. what you don't know and just do what I ask you to do. And, um, and and the thing, Steve, was really, I'm tired of what I know, so I'm laying it down, all that I know, to pick up who you are mm. and, and the person of Christ and, and knowing him. Uh, because so many times we become arrogant in what we know in our theology right. and our doctrine, that's and that's right. where I was. You know, I was you know, deep into theology, deep, deep into doctrine. I'd argue with you, theology, you know, whatever you want to argue about. But I wouldn't walk across the street to share Jesus with the oh, wow. lost person that was hurting. And God really began to just break this heart, heart of stone that just mm-hmm. was a, you know, just a coach, an intense coach that screamed a lot, yelled a lot, and uh, with, with all that passion. And he just broke my heart, and he turned that passion for hurting people. So, David, let me ask you, what was that first experience after this um, time with the Lord that he dropped this in your heart? What was it like when you went home that day? And started sharing with your wife, things are going to change. Well, I, I, I <laughs> seen you before I did. I told her, I said, "Baby, I said I think God's calling me into full time ministry. He's want me to walk away from coaching." I expected the hammer to drop. You know that she'd freak out. David, you're 40 years old. You're going to change careers right here in the middle of your life. You know you've been coaching a year several times. You're one of six coaches that make the rules for you know for high school basketball across the nation, and and you're on these you know elite committees and now you're going to walk away from all that uh i was expecting that and she just looked at me she said i didn't know when this day was coming but i knew it was coming oh, wow. and she just sat down and held my hand and we just cried oh. together and wept together and 
And then the next Sunday, she went to church. And my big thing, I grew up PK, so my dad was a pastor for 40 years. And um, I knew what that was about. I sat in a lot of business meetings. And the one thing I said, I'll never pastor. I'll never pastor. <laughs> I'll never. I'll, never. I got, I'll go preach the gospel in downtown Baghdad before they cut my head off. <laughs> but I will not pastor churches. I'm not doing that. And now I jokingly say I'm never going to Hawaii on a sabbatical for seven months with my wife. The ministry <laughs> beach ministry. We'll see how God plays uh, that out. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what's interesting, David? It just dawned on me. Um, while you were saying that, I remember saying, "I'll never go on a missions trip. I, I'd be, I, I, it's more, com- it's more comfortable for me to make, you know, a donation to help somebody to go do something right, right. than to go do it." But, but tell the listeners when God speaks that loudly, clearly to you, and you say yes, and your wife says, "I knew this day was coming." Move. What's going through your head? I mean, are you going 100 miles an hour? Are you, are you clearly uh, seeing God's plan? No. It, Did you have a plan that that has played out perfectly? What what talk, talk about that next? You know, step. when my life, you know, Steve, we talk about athletics a lot, and we both enjoy athletics yes. a lot. Yes. And for the really good players, they say the game slows down in their mind. Right. You know, when you when you the speed of going from sure. high school to D one, D one to pros, they say the speed of the game gets ahead of you, and it's so hard to keep up with it. You watch an athlete that's really, really excelling. What ends up happening is the game just slows down, and it's just a snail's pace, and sure. they can read it and see it and react in such a, an incredible way. It blows our mind. My life did exactly that when I surrendered and said, God, I'm yours. My life mm-hmm. slowed down to a snail's pace. I could see things coming clearly. Um, you know, one thing that I was struggling with is being a PK, you know, there, was, there wasn't financial security um, there wasn't job security. You know, right. the average stay in a church at that right. time was three years for a pastor. Mm. So, you know, it, it, you're constantly moving. Um, you, there was never a lot of financial security. And so that was my struggle. My wife, I got sick right after that that voice of God just said, here. I got sick, and my wife went to church without me. And Pastor Freddie there in Silicon, Alabama, preached a message that next Sunday after we shared that. And my wife came home. This is the first time. And, and Steve, you know Amy, and Amy's very hesitant about ever saying God said. She right, doesn't right. attach God's name to her opinion sure. at all. And so that's the first time I've ever heard her say, God told me to tell you this. God oh, well. gave me a word for you. Mm-hmm. And she came home from church, and she said, David, God told me that obedience would bring blessings. Mm-hmm. Wow. That obedience would bring blessings. L- L- yeah. And I just started crying, because that was my heart. You know, that's what I was afraid of. Obedience brought a sacrifice for my dad in my ministry, or as a child growing up in his ministry, there were a lot of sacrifices, a lot of pain, a lot of tough business meetings, uh, you know, that you have to endure sometimes in ministry. And sometimes leadership, leading is not easy, right? I mean, no, uh, you, not know, at all. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm one of many leaders here at Eight Days of Hope, and, and you know, right. another leader of, of ours, our Vice President Wayne Van Lenningham, he has shared with me, Steve, as a leader, just know, you know, you have a target on your back. That's right. I mean, the enemy, yeah. you know, and, 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 and you know, I mean, yeah, churches absolutely. are imperfect because we're part of them. Ministries no, are imperfect because no, no. we're part of them. No, there's, no. there's nothing perfect. I, th- I think no. what, I, what I like about what you're doing in Tupelo, and we're going we're gonna to tie into this to the Transformation Guard in a minute. So currently you are a pastor. Um, a senior you, pastor there at the Anchor Church. At the Anchor Church in Tupelo, Mississippi. Correct. Um, Correct. I believe in Tupelo, right? And, and now God gave you a vision to come alongside 
uh, individuals who struggle with alcohol and drugs, and you launched something right. called the Transformation Ranch. So before we go into right. the garden, let's talk a little bit, just for a couple minutes, about the Transformation Ranch facility. But this is where God really transformed my understanding of church. Uh, we planted a church with the sole purpose of being the hands and feet of Jesus. We didn't, we didn't want to, you know, grow a congregation. We wanted to advance the kingdom. Mm-hmm. We didn't know what that looks like. And so, when you tell people you want to be the hands and feet of Jesus, everybody goes, "We're all in. We're all in. <laughs> we want to do this. We want to sure. do this." But then, when it actually starts taking form, and you start realizing what it is, um, a lot of people bail. And, and and I can tell you that when we, when I went to the church and I said, "I believe God," there was no faith based drug uh, rehab centers in North Mississippi at this time. And so I knew this. Um, as a coach, I've watched kids play for me and go on and struggle with addiction. Right. And so God really had prepared my heart for this. And, and when God said, I want you to do this, and I went to the church with it, and I said, we're going to you know, start ministering to uh, 20 to 40 guys that are struggling in addiction. They went, man, let's help them. And then they start showing up to church. Um, they didn't dress. Uh, like, you know, they had a lot of tattoos, a lot of piercings. Uh, they had drug records, you know, all these guys. And Ooh, church, they didn't speak Christianese. Uh, they didn't know the language. Church was getting they a little messy speak. there, wasn't it? <laughs> and, and look, we had people, and I, I literally had a couple sit down with me. I love them. They're dear friends, still dear friends. But they said, I'm just not comfortable with my family being in a church with a bunch of convicts. Mm-mm-mm-mm. And I said, well, there's there's probably churches out there that don't have any convicts. And, and if that's where God calls you and leads you, then you go, God told me early, Steve, it's not get in the way of who comes and who goes. Right. That that will be his order, his way of um, bringing the body together that can work in unity to accomplish these things. Man, God took over and did an incredible work with our church. Um, and we started seeing the law saved in, in an astronomical amount. And, and what I noticed, we weren't intending to grow a congregation, but a congregation exploded around ministry. We focused on advancing the kingdom of God. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't go out and outreach. We didn't do the seeker-friendly approach. We just, you know, really, I mean, I've got more convicts inside. I, my, I got locked out of my church office. It was no problem finding somebody to break into my office. <laughs> I mean, I okay. had people signing up. I get in, Pastor. I got you, Pastor. It's uh, no problem. Yeah, I, I got, I got you, Pastor. Is, oh my gosh! I got you. No, hey, he's coming down the hallway. Saying, oh, forgive me. I said, you're I'd killing never do me. That again. Uh, <laughs> all right, Lord, ta- forgive me. I'll never do that. Again. David, time out. Because <laughs> Mike and I, I got to get Mike off the floor here. Okay, so let's talk time. Listeners, welcome to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope, today's comedy hour. No. So, Mike, you you were a pastor for decades. Mm -hmm. And and the model that that David, and again, we want to get to the transformation garden here very quickly, but the model that David um, was leading, that God was showing him to lead in Tupelo, Mississippi, is not a model. Again, you've been a pastor. Sure. Different denomination churches. Yep. This would be welcomed in every single church, right? Absolutely it? Not. it gets a little bit messy and uncomfortable, doesn't it, Mike? But see, and, and the thing is, I have to laugh at, we'd, we'd sit in our services and well-intentioned, let's, 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 let's get out and reach the world for Jesus. <laughs> but then some of the world would come in and we'd clam up and say, <laughs> sure. what's, he, what's he sitting on my seat for? Sure. But, but, you know, or, or we would say, let's, let's just have teen challenging because that's, that's containable. But, mm. you know, Pastor, I mean, and, and all that, that's good. I'm not putting our churches down, but <laughs> you've opened the doors. Yeah, he has. I mean, you wanna, if somebody asks you, what really is the hands and feet of Jesus? And mm. not that the other things aren't. 
you know, because there's people that need to be ministered to. But this sounds like yeah. the hands and feet of Jesus. And I me. see that on Eight Days of Hope when I walk into a gym yeah. at a school yeah. and I see 80 air mattresses, 80 grown men who are sleeping for free with Eight Days of Hope. Now, it's not the Marriott. I know it. <laughs> but, right, they're sleeping on air mattress and cots, and they're waking up at 6 in the morning and working to 7 sure. at night right. to bring hope to the hopeless. Yeah. So, David, I applaud you. I amen, mean, and it, I told you, Mike, he's, he's, he'd be one of those guys. I'm laying there for 30 <laughs> minutes, and you're there at my bedside saying, Steve, man, finish strong. Yeah. David, you're going to be one of the guys I'm thinking about, I promise you. Um, well, praise God. Let's talk for a minute Thank before we go to break about Transformation Garden. Let's talk about what, what, yeah, how did absolutely. that come to you as an idea, well, and how did when it we start? When we started ministering to the guys, and God just started saving them by the droves, and we started seeing lives changed, and I mean, God put pieces together. Um, and then we said, okay, we got to do something with the girls. Our worship leader... Um, his wife was struggling with addiction, um, and 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 he had taken her back from a, a world of addiction, and they'd gotten clean, had a child, and um, and so when they came back, she said she needed some more intense time with the Lord to really free, get free from it. So we opened the facility for women, and that was the transformation home, and we started ministering to these ladies. And Steve, um, you know I'm. Uh, you know, coach, twenty years. My masculinity. I, I, I don't want it to be questioned, but I'm gonna break up right now because what began to happen is I sat down with these girls. We started praying, and they started receiving Christ as Lord and Savior. But there's a root of anger and bitterness in a oh, lot yes, of them. Yes. And we started. You know, Paul said, "This one thing I do: forgetting those things that are behind, pressing forward to those things that are ahead." That's the transformation of right. uh, Romans twelve one and two that we speak of. We've got to let go of those things in the That's past right. to get to what right. God has for us in the future. Future. And a lot of that is unforgiveness. A lot of that is bitterness. Mm-hmm. I know in my life I was bitter and angry at the church. I loved the Lord, uh, but I hated the church, and I didn't realize that was His bride, and 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 how that anger was keeping me from an intimate relationship with Him. And so, with that being understood, I knew that these girls had to get free from their bitter and angerness and their anger and of the past and what the frustration was. And I said, God, how do we do this? Because they started telling me what they're angry about. And they were raped, they were chained into trap houses, and they were kept there to pay their drug debt, and so that they could use. And and I started hearing these stories, I started weeping with these girls, I started holding their hands as we prayed and, and began to let go of some of these things, and I realized that, that sex trafficking is more than a term that we picked up. Right. And that it's in North Mississippi, in North Mississippi, in rural Mississippi, that these girls are experiencing abuse, like, unbelievable. And, and then I'm having to tell them they've got to forgive those guys that did that. Right. And I'm, like, wanting to go out like a daddy and, and find um, these men and sure, hurt them. I want sure. to lay hands, not in a biblical sense. And God's having to deal with me and said, hey, would you minister to the men? And, that have perpetrated this. And, and Mike... And that's the heart of Christ. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you minister to this broken-hearted woman. You, you minister to the men that that are causing this, because the men and are the ones that are leading right. the sex trafficking industry in the U.S. And Mike, not only Northeast Mississippi, the rural part of, of, of Northeast sure. Mississippi, but uh, also in Georgia and in North Carolina and Montana mm-hmm. and California. It's coast from coast, Absolutely. Mike. It's the fastest growing crime in the world. Mm-hmm. And it's just not only against adult women, but the fastest oh. growing crime in the world, Mike, David, yeah. is children. Yeah. 
And, 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 yeah. and, and, and again, I always tell our listeners, we know that you might be in the car with kids, so we're going to be careful how we word some things. But you need to know, as a follower of Jesus, that it's time for the church to take its blinders off. It's time. You know, yeah. a horse runs down a track and they put blinders on it so he doesn't get distracted. Yeah. I think sometimes, Mike, David, we, we know it's happening, right. but it's not something fun to talk about. It makes us uncomfortable. My no. hands get sweaty, and I start thinking, mm-hmm. okay, you know, is, is there any been any way, shape, or form I have contributed? Mm-hmm. Have I ever viewed porn? Have I ever gone to a place I shouldn't right. have gone? And man, I tell you, it's not a fun thing to talk about, Mike, but it's sure. real, and that's why we need the transformation gardens and, across and, America. And think about this, sports fans, uh, the stadiums that fill – 65, 70,000, 80,000 people. We're talking about 79,000 children. Are, are being trafficked, trafficked. today somewhere yes. in America. So yep. Imagine standing in a football yep. stadium and seeing it full, but seeing it full of children. Oh, that, man. That, that, yeah. I mean, that, wow. that's an image oh, that's hard to handle. That's why we need uh, Transformation late, Garden and, and, uh, and others. David, we got three minutes um, before our first break, so I'm going to get right to the – so Transformation Garden, you had this vision. You knew you had to do something. So tell the uh, listeners a little bit about Transformation Garden, um, what, you know, what part of Mississippi you're building it in, and what the goal is of a Transformation Garden. Well, what happened, like we said with these girls, um, they were hurting, and God said, you got to do something. This catchphrase we kept hearing, sex traffic, sex traffic, and then God said, you got to do something. And I said, okay, God, what do we do? Well, first thing we did was we started examining. I'm not an inventor of the wheel. Um, I'm not that smart, but I can look at a wheel and say I can use it. And so going back to Henry Black, be experiencing God, what is God blessing? So what we started doing is we went around the country and we started examining other facilities that were ministering to girls in these situations, and we began to glean from them. It was a two-year process where we just kind of learned how other places and what other places God's blessing. And so that's where we started, and we started doing that, and and we started culminating a a committee of uh, people, men and women from different churches, to come together and start really putting detailed plan together um, with uh, how to minister and with excellence to these girls that are going to be coming to us here in North Mississippi, outside of Tupelo. You're listening to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Steve Tiber and Mike Fell. We're talking to David Ball who is the founder of Transformation Garden, a project that we, Eight Days of Hope, will be a part of in February. When we come back from the break, David, I want you to tell the listeners the um, the size of the project, where it stands today, and then we'll start talking about how Eight Days of Hope and Transformation Garden is going to partner in February. Hey, when we come back, uh, we're going to talk more about this project, but thank you for joining us. Happy New Year. You're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope is thankful for ministry partners like Provia, a manufacturer of residential exterior building products. Provia's mission is to serve by caring for details, and each employee strives to do that every day. Provia combines automation and human craftsmanship in creating their doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. More about Provia's mission and products at Provia.com, P-R-O-V-I-A.com. Here's Steve Tiber, president of Eight Days of Hope. The fastest growing crime in America and across the world is sex trafficking. We're talking about millions of lives, even children. Did you know the average age of a child who's trafficked in America is 12 years old? 
eight Days of Hope has decided to be a part of the solution with the body of Christ around the country. It's amazing to think that there's 13,000 animal shelters in our country, and that's a good thing, but there's less than 1,000 safe places for people who've been rescued from sex trafficking to go to. I know it's not a fun subject to talk about, but God has called the church to take its blinders off and end this human tragedy. At 8 Days of Hope, we're going to partner with an existing ministry, and for 14 days, we'll bring skilled volunteer professionals to renovate, rebuild, or remodel facility so that more can be rescued and receive the emotional, physical, and spiritual help they need. For more information on how you can get involved with our Safe House construction ministry, please email us at safehouse at 8daysofhope.com or go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. Welcome back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Steve Tiber hanging out with Mike Fiella and one of uh, my dear friends across America, David Ball, who lives in the Tupelo, Mississippi area, the northeastern part of the state where our headquarters is at, a place that I called home, Mike, for 20 mm-hmm. years. 20 sure. years. 20 oh, my years. gosh. I feel like I have two homes. I really do. Yeah, you do. You know, really. I'm, I'm going to be down there next week, and when I go down there, I just feel like I'm home. And then when sure. I come back to my home now in mm-hmm. Western New York, it's like home. But hey, David, thanks for taking some time for us. So Transformation Garden uh, has been birthed and the project has started. Tell the listeners a little bit about the size of the project and where it stands as of today, how you're raising money and how God is connecting the dots. It is a 7,500 square foot facility that's going to house 20 girls. These girls will come to us from all over the country. Um, you know, we've got local girls, but what we usually do with other ministries, we'll take local girls and plant them in other places, and we'll take their girls here. And that's for security reasons and helping them uh, get into a safe environment. But uh, we've got 7,500 square feet. It's all um, the roof is going up. Everything's going along according to plan, and, and we're getting set and excited. I'm standing there looking at it. It's a U-shaped facility where the garden is going to be the centerpiece, and, and I want a lot of girls glass in it. That's what I said. I wanted one of the girls are walking down the hall. It's a healing garden, and it's a it's a babbling brook that feeds all the way down into the pool of Bethesda and the healing pool. Uh, they, these girls will be able to sit beside it. such a, a, a healing concept of the water that's running, the middle of the living water of Christ that is is washing us white, you know, and washing us clean, and through the blood of Jesus, of course. Uh, but there's just a, a soothing healing about sitting in the garden and, and and counseling being done there. And so we're just so excited about this facility. We're so excited about you guys in eight days of hope. And and I, I'm just getting to the point now. Hey, when our committee, we, we're meeting and talking, and I said, do you guys realize that at the end of February, we're going to be able to start pouring into the lives of 20 young ladies that are right now currently 
crying out for help, just begging God to do something and send somebody. And that somebody is us. That somebody is Eight Days of Hope and the Anchor Church and Grace and Mercy Ministries and a lot of churches in our area that are uniting with us. Several of our, our large churches here around us, um, like we were speaking of, it's, it's kind of, you know, taking on this this ministry and the environment that these girls need to have to feel welcome into the church. It's a smaller church, and it's it's full of people. Like I said, I have a congregation with people in it. I've got more people in my congregation that have a criminal record than don't. Those are the people that have been set free from off the streets, um, drug addiction, alcohol addiction, and that environment is just a welcoming environment for anybody. And um, so people say, I'm just not, you know, you don't know. People say that to my church members. All, you just don't understand where I've been and what I've done. Mm. Oh, really? Well, let me tell you my story, because we overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb, the complete work at Calvary, the word of our testimony and loving out our life to the death. And so that story that everybody has, and so many people in our church can share their story with these girls and say, I, I, I know. And plus, we have the home which makes it possible for these girls to plug into the transformation home girls. Nobody really knows which ones are coming out of the garden and which ones are coming out of the home, which keeps them in a private setting. You know what I mean? Where you you can't differentiate between this one uh, because you know, that stigma that they feel like they're under when they walk into church, you know, it's so heavy. It's so hard. It's so difficult. Well, they all all walk in together and nobody really knows if they're, they're at the garden or if they're at the home. One of the things I like helps. You know, Eight Days of Hope will be there in February, Mike, February 13th to the 27th. And I think the uh, scope of the project as of today, and I know things change in the -hmm. the building side of things, because this is, you know, you have to be flexible doing this for 15 years. But it looks like we're going to be doing some insulation, hanging drywall, doing finishing Mm -hmm. the drywall, painting, some flooring, some carpentry work. And so if you're skilled, I mean, you're gifted with your hands. You're a handyman, handywoman. Uh, We're still looking for a couple more volunteers. Now, I'll tell you, David, you don't know this. You're hearing this for the first time right now but we sent that out to our leaders we have about 180 leaders and we were thinking we'd bring about 50 55 people there on the first email i think we had 48 people signed up they are so excited to come to tupelo mississippi to serve you to hang out at our national headquarters and so i'm really believing but here's what i like mike Mm. he mentioned multiple organizations that are coming together so please listeners hear this we're one ministry of many God has called us to do what we do, and we try to do it the best we can. Mm -hmm. But what I love is David's connecting with churches and other ministries, because at the end of the day, one ministry can't do this all, Mike. You just can't. That's the whole. That's the whole concept, you know. And 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 Pastor Ball, I got to say that you know to reach out and open your doors to others and connect. And there's there's just some things that we can do in excellence. There's some things that we we can't do. We we need. Partners, right, we right. need those that can can get. You know, I, I, I as a pastor, I love most to say, "Hey, can you do this?" Because I can see the gifts and talents in you. You can you can do that a hundred times sure. better than I can. Sure. And just give them the tools and give them the the opportunity to do it. And, and that's what's right, happening here. Right. And, and, and maybe today you you want to be a part of this journey with Eight Days of Hope and the Transformation Garden. Just email us at safehouse at eight days of hope dot com. Safehouse at eight days of hope dot com. Just tell us your trade, what you're good at. Now again, that's what we're going to be looking to doing. And um, we'd love to have you come and hang out with us. And actually, when you go down there, you'll um, you'll you'll be hanging out at our national headquarters so you learn more about the ministry of Eight Days of Hope as well. David, 
how are things going overall? Are you comfortable fundraising, connecting the dots? Are you at peace? Where is where can how can we pray for you? How can listeners come alongside what God is doing at the Transformation Garden? The one position that we've got to feel um, in the next month and a half is that resident director, the person that's going to be living in the house with the girls. Mm. Uh, my mom and dad, retired ministry, are going to be the house mom and dad. It's very important. These girls have right. never seen a home operate. Sure. They've never seen intact mom, intact dad. So they're going to be around my mom and dad, and my mom and dad are going to be the prayer covering, and they're going to be loving on these girls. Um, but also we're going to need a resident director that's really going to be hands-on with the girls and, and ministering to them. And so that position is very important. We're very guarded with that. And we're, 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 you know, God's going to provide. He will. It's going to be a $20,000 a month budget. Each girl is going to, you know, if we don't get you know, a gynecologist to come on board with us. If we don't get uh, a dentist to come on board with us, which is two things that are definitely needed right. <clears throat> with a lot of girls' health care, if they don't come on board and we have to pay for those things, then it's going to look at, we're looking at a, a cost of $1,000 a month per girl, which is $20,000 a month is the monthly budget. I have right now, currently, businesses and churches that are sponsoring a girl that they're saying, I want to I want to sponsor this in the first year. I want to sponsor a girl. Hmm. Uh, Jamie Feeling, which is a good friend of yours, I, I know you yeah, know at Chick-fil-A. They're, sure. they're on board with us big Great. time. Uh, they're helping us with fun. He, he's actually helping us um, f- um, fund the uh, the garden portion of it, which is going to be the, nice. the centerpiece of it. So there's a lot of people, a lot of churches in our area um, that are coming on board, uh, that are that are working with us. Uh, one of our large churches, Harrisburg, we have his missions pastor, uh, John Gordon, yeah, is, sure. is actually on our. He's on our board uh, that's, that's with, the, with the guard. That's great. And so we got a lot of people that are coming on board. We need prayer for the the um, staffing of these positions um, that are very unique positions. You need a person that's really strong that won't right. be manipulated and controlled because these girls, you know, they they play that victim sometimes, and sure. it, and it's hard to see what's needed and standing your ground and not being manipulated and enabling to them. So it has to be a tough person that understands, but an unconditional lover, for sure. Um, Transformationgarden.net. That, Correct. That, okay, good. Can they donate online if a listener today says, you know yes. what, I want to make a one-time gift or a monthly gift? Yes. Can, can they, they can do that right there online? And also volunteers that are, that are in the local area, they say, hey, there's a vetting process that we have to go through to get our volunteers, and they can begin that process online right. as well. They can just go to the transformationgarden.net, they can look, they can look at volunteers, they can donate from there. Um, if they want to get involved and want to help, they can begin to fill out the application and, and get the things, the ball rolling as far as the vetting process to mm. get, get people cleared so that they can be a part, because we need help. It's like you said, we need help. I mean, we've seen in the first year, we've just moved to a campus in Verona, which is, you know, it's just right next right. to Tupelo. And then when we moved on that campus, we've seen over 200 people come to the saving graces of Jesus Christ in our church. And one thing I said, we need mature believers to help disciple these people, oh, yeah. and we need teachers of the gospel because we're a church of baby Christians, and it's like babies teaching babies. And so we're desperately in need of teachers and people mm-hmm. that come on board as disciple, not just our, our lost people, but also these girls and, and guys at the ranch and the home and the, and the ladies at the garden as well. So we need all the help we can get. Pray for us and pray to God to send the worker ants to, 
to fulfill the the, the vision that God has for our ministry. And again, that's in Northeast Mississippi. But again, if you want to partner with Eight Days Hope when we go down there in February, email us at <clears throat> safehouse at eightdaysofhope.com. And even though you have a younger congregation, and I'm not trying to make light of that, um, I, I'll steal your funny line. The good news is, you know, if I come and serve there and I lock my keys in the car, you have somebody that knows <laughs> how to get them out. <laughs> well, there's no doubt we can get we can break into anything in the church. Oh gosh! <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Thank you for joining Hope Reigns, listeners. We're talking to David Ball. He's a pastor of a church called the Anchor Church in Tupelo, Mississippi, the founder of the Transformation Garden, our next partner as we come alongside ministries to provide hope to those rescued from sex trafficking. Mike, I know this is the first time you talked to David, and only got a couple minutes left. What's going through your mind as you've heard David share about his heart and what God is doing down there in Mississippi? Well, I always admire a man that has had a, a, a awesome career going. Life is in the, in the fast lane. Things are really happening. And he sits on his front porch, and God speaks to him, drops something into his heart, and he has the guts, the tenacity, the courage, and the faith to say, mm-hmm. "I'm gonna I'm gonna receive that call." Talk to his wife, and this is Steve. You got a great wife. I've got a great wife. We wouldn't be in ministry doing what Amen. we're doing without our wives Amen. and an affirming wife that just says yes. Let's go for it, and they go together and, and get this job done. That's just a beautiful story of of God, of faith, and uh, a man humbly walking before the Lord, and that's awesome. David, we we're not going to let you go without praying for you, Mike. I'm going to ask you to pray for David and Amy and Transformation Garden. Again, listeners, go to transformationgarden.net, and and I'm going to ask if you know, give up a lunch this next month and and just sow into this ministry. And maybe you can do something more. I mean, maybe you can come alongside and help underwrite the cost of providing medical care. I mean, think about it. Um, I mean, just really for, and I'm going to be careful here, but before Mike prays, think about this. Sometimes, more often than not, to no fault of their own, um, they end up in a situation that is out of control and the world turns upside down. And the only time someone comes to them is when they want something from them. And now the church gets to be a glimpse of Jesus to someone who has never met him. And that's what God is doing at Transformation Garden. That's what God is doing at the Refuge. That's what God is doing at Not Today. That's what he's doing at Elijah Rising. That's what he's doing across the country through his people. And now you as a listener can become a prayer warrior for Transformation Garden. You can volunteer or, or even come alongside them financially. That's right. And make a difference for generations to come. Mm. What a legacy. Awesome. Yes. Mike, please pray. Father, we thank you for David and Amy that have answered the call. We thank you that uh, you've allowed them to hear your voice and that they are truly, truly, truly uh, an example of what the hands and feet of Jesus look like. We thank you for their parents that are going to have stepped up to be mom and dad to these ladies that need a mom and dad. And so, God, we pray for the specific things they need, the staffing, the workers, the health care. Uh, contributions. Yes, Lord, Father. for those, let that let them hear this message and sponsor a girl. And then, Lord, together in this community, we can see this thing turned around, these 79,000 victims uh, throughout our country, that this begins to knock that number down, knock that number down and wipe it out. Thank you for the faithfulness uh, of these two. Bless their church.
church and just thank you for the many that you'll bring in to help and support. Give them strength, health, finances, and blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, David, before we let you go, I got to ask you this question. So, you, you, God spoke to you, and you walked away from a Final Four team, and and uh, you had ten returners coming back for their senior year. How did that team do the year after you left? They got beat in the championship game. Aha! So, David, <laughs> you would have been the, the you would have been the difference maker. That, that, I'm, I'm, Standing on that in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Nobody take that away from me. That's what I'm claiming. That would have been a ring for us if, if I would have been there. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, I'm not embarrassed to say this on national radio, David, and I mean this sincerely. I love you, brother. I've always loved you. I there, love you. Dave. Thank you, know, you. Thank you for I, your support. I, I'm, I'm a better man when, when I hang around with people like you, when I hang out and, and see what God is doing through you. You have always been a man of faith, and mm-hmm. from that story right. you shared uh, with you know you hearing from the Lord and speaking to your wife, but the ministry that you help lead, both the church and the Transformation Ranch and Transformation Garden, I know, and I know I don't want to step on anyone's toes here. Um, it can be messy at times doing that kind of ministry, but I'm thankful for you, for Amy, and for those around you. Love That's you, right. brother. And I'm going to see you in a couple Thank weeks. So I'm coming much. down, man. I don't know if they're going to let me work man, a lot. It's... But but I'm gonna do something down there because I got to get a picture with me holding a paintbrush or something. I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll make it look good. Oh. All right. Oh man. But thank y'all. Thank y'all so much for this time. It's been a blessing and encouragement for me. And eight days of hope and all you do. Thank you, brother. Thank you. God bless you and may His face shine upon you. Thank you, David Ball, Transformation Garden. Go to transformationgarden.net. Transformationgarden.net. God bless you, David. Happy New Year and say hi to God your bride you. as well. I Take care. Will. Thank you. David Ball, I told you, I warned you, Mike, before we started the show, I, I said, I know this guy pretty good. He's pretty passionate. That's right. Um, and, and you know what? We, we actually, we lived life together for about 20 years and, and yeah. went through some ups and downs with some friends who, who went through some challenging times and, 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 you know, we were part of the same church together and do ministry together and, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, even though I haven't lived in Northeast Mississippi now for three and a half years, I really feel like he's one of you know how you That's meet right. people and you know, kind of like when I moved away here during that time. If mm-hmm. I if I really needed Mike to be there for me, that's right. You would have been there. That's right. That's the kind of guy David yeah. is. I would say I'm going to add a name. You know I me. Mean? I always get these ideas. I'm going to add a name to him. David Ball, great balls of fire. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> David Ball Fire. He just, yeah. you know, you, you mentioned that because I hadn't met him and just saw yeah. him on a website. But I can see how this man, man of faith, man of God, and, you know, the kindred spirit, the two, two you have, sure. and it just iron sharpens iron and it spurs it one another on. So what a great, what a great morning with him. So we're going to be in Tupelo, Mississippi in Northeast Mississippi in February, February 13th through the 27th. And we need some skilled volunteers. We only need a handful more. We've had a lot of people say yes. And the kind of work we'll be doing to the transformation garden is we'll doing some painting, some carpentry work, some flooring. If you're, if you're good at finishing drywall, there is, 
I want to say there's 1,500 sheets of drywall that has to oh. be, and, and that maybe that number's off. But long, long story short, <laughs> if you know how to finish drywall, because that's not we something need you. <laughs> I, Mike and I do, we, we really would love to have you come visit. You can hang out for three days, five days. We'll be there for 14 days. Uh, we have an RV place that you can set up mm-hmm. an RV. Um, you'll be sleeping at our national headquarters. Uh, cool. We're going to feed you really good. Oh, yeah. Um, you should find a way to sneak down to yeah, one I piece. got to. Boy, I'm telling you. It's tough uh, with but, COVID. I get it. Uh, but at well, some point, man, we got to get you there. Well, We it, will. It's not that I'm not, you know, I, the skilled labor is, is, is the issue here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm with you, man. I'm with but you. But I'd love to come down yeah. and just to... You know, if there's some odds and ends, sure. I can get it done. We'll do it. If you could volunteer, email us at safehouse at eightdaysofhope.com, and we'll uh, we'll get you on the list. Mike, only a couple minutes left. You know, 2021, we're still in the middle of this pandemic. I, I you know, I think I think we see some light at the end of the tunnel. Sure. Our country just went through a very challenging election, very mm-hmm. challenging times. Mm-hmm. God still sits on His throne. Absolutely, absolutely. I guess I, I mentioned, um, I mean, the previous show. I always sit in this chair and I just think a little bit and pray and I get on with my day. And it was on the heels of all this, some heavy stuff going sure. on. But then I started thinking of Eight Days of Hope. I started thinking of the city mission. I started thinking of, you know, the outreaches that are going on, not only in our area or across the country. And yeah. I thought, God is at work through people, through Amen. his church. Amen. And I started getting like, those other things became very dim at that point. Sure. Even though they're still there. Sure. But let's get on with the work that the Lord's called us to do. Amen. And you have to feel comfortable. I get it. And so, you know, one thing we all can do is pray. You will hear every week here on Hope Reigns, Mike or I and or our guests talk about it always starting with prayer. I mean, 80s Hope was founded on prayer. You know, every meeting, every board meeting, every get together, it starts with prayer and ends with prayer. That's who we are. And I think that if the body of Christ, even during a pandemic, will spend some additional time on their knees, you know, Today's show is not about fasting, right? But beginning of the year, what a great time. You know, people are like, well, I'm going to fast because I'm going to lose a couple of pounds. I mean, that happens too sometimes, but really fast. But when you fast from something, spend that time with Jesus and see what That's he it. unveils to you mm-hmm. uh, and, and what he shows you. But become a prayer warrior for Eight Days of Hope. Volunteer with Eight Days of Hope. Lastly, I'll be candid. We, we would we would appreciate your donations. You can donate online at 8daysofhope.com. You can become a monthly partner, $25 a month, $50 a month. You can sow a one-time seed to the ministry. You know, we we just expanded to the Midwest. We're, we're in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, in the Northeast. We're in mm-hmm. Buffalo, New York, down South. We're in Tupelo, Mississippi. We travel from coast to coast. We would surely appreciate your donations. You sure. can donate online or you can mail a check to P.O. Box 3208, 3208 Tupelo, Mississippi, 38803. We only have a minute left. Any closing thoughts, Mike? Well, I want to encourage everybody to go to the website, go to the YouTube channels, and check out um, the stories. And then also check out, when you mentioned about the asking, we're one of the few ministries that actually you'll see trucks pulling out with heavy equipment. Within and, hours of yeah, a disaster. Yeah. Within hours. And that heavy equipment costs dollars, but it does. you know, it's it's there to it's there to serve people. And I'm, there's other ministries doing some great work, the sure, same thing. Absolutely. But but go really what will really motivate you again, 
Go to the website, go to the, the, the YouTube channels, and catch the stories. That'll catch your heart. On the website at 8dayshope.com, scroll down a little bit. You'll see our year-end video. Take a look at that. If you want a copy of our annual report, just email us at info at 8dayshope.com. We'll mail you one as well. Hey, thank you for joining us today. Father, be with us this week as mm-hmm. we travel wherever you lead us, Father. Let That's us right. continue to be a glimpse of your son, Jesus. Thank you for David. Thank you for Michael. Thank you for Transformation Garden and Eight Days of Hope. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to Hope Reigns from Eight Days of Hope. Come back next week for more God-sized stories from across the country. To listen to this or a previous episode of Hope Reigns, please visit our show archive at 8daysofhope.com.